Hey there, friends. Welcome to the Small Business Tips Podcast presented by Amelia. I'm your host, Matt Fish. Near, far, wherever you are, my heart will go on because you have tuned into the podcast this week. Thank you so much. Make sure you're subscribing to the show, leaving us a nice five-star review, and also scoping out our website, amelia.com. So much more educational information on the blog. We got webinars to help you out as well. So make sure you're headed over there when you're on your smartphone or your fancy computer device. Today, we are talking about tech tools to help you with your small business. There's lots of software apps out there. There's lots of things you can be downloading loading free paid to grow your engagement online to help identify new revenue streams and of course build those into more money making long term for your business. So today to help me walk through tech tools we have the director of business development at Amelia Allison Smith. How are you? I'm doing great Matt. How are you? I'm excellent and thank you for asking and right beside her our director of marketing also at Amelia Ashley Wood. How are you? Good. How are you? I am so good. So nice to have you both here. So let's dive right in. Let's get started. Before we talk about the specific tools, I think it's important to establish the why, because I have talked to a lot of small business owners, recreational business owners who might be hesitant to start integrating a lot of tech tools with their organization, whether it means automating or an updated type of software for an older tool they're already using. So maybe you guys can talk about some of the key areas of somebody's business or just maybe the key uh, upgrades they can feel overall with their organization if they were to implement some of the tools we're going to talk about today. Um, I think first it's important to understand that every business is different, so they're not going to need the same tools. There's something that one business will want to automate that might not be right for um, another business. So I think the tools that we want to share today are ones that almost anyone can use. Um, They might not use the same packages. They might not use it the same way, uh, but we've tried to find tools that everyone can use that aren't super costly for small businesses because we know that um, is always a concern. And to what Ashley is saying, what you want to find, excuse me, is tools that are going to work and that are going to work together for you. So you can find software that's really great at being a CRM, uh, but it might not be the best choice in terms of an email marketing software, but you do want it to speak together because that'll help automate and streamline your entire business. Yeah. Like I think at Amelia, we've got something like 71 different systems uh, that all we do our best to make them work together. We're always looking for new ones. We're always looking to optimize the ones that we do have. Uh, so hopefully we can share that with you guys. I think it's a, it's a good point too, that every business is different. Now people might hear that number 71 tools to help this company run on a regular basis. And 71 is a large number. Your mileage may vary with the amount you might need, uh, the amount you might need right away versus long term. Uh, are there areas of sort of these online tools and how they help that come up again and again, you know, Allison, you mentioned CRM. Are there other areas that, you know, people really are looking a lot to uh, up their online tool game in terms of making their business stronger overall? Yeah, there's a bunch of different types of tools that you would want to look for. For our clients, um, a, a big part of it is online registration, email marketing, CRM management, making sure it could be HR tools as well. So staff hiring, payroll, um, 
check-in, check-out if you're a daycare or a camp or anything like that. So there's really a, a, a huge array of different tools that you could be using. And you want, again, find the ones that are the right ones for your business and that can speak to the other tools you're using. I'll add on to Allison, uh, for sure, marketing tools. So a lot of small businesses don't have the resource or um, the know-how to be launching huge marketing campaigns. Uh, we can understand that. The marketing team probably has around 10, 15 different tools in our stack. So marketing, definitely. And I think once you understand how your clients buy, who your clients are, your tech stack kind of builds itself. You look at your clients' needs first and you build up from there. And I think that goes for all the tools that uh, you're picking for your business. Before you're going to decide on any tech tools, you're going to want to first identify the major parts of your business or organization. We're talking about uh, nonprofits as well um, that need that sort of automation help. And we're talking a lot about administrative tasks that really take hours, even days to complete if you're doing it manually with an L with an Excel sheet, excuse me. And listen, it's 2018. No one wants to be using Excel sheets for data anymore. You can make your life easier, which is why we're going to jump into tech tools in just a couple of minutes. But first, I want to go over something that is always a bit of a divisive conversation online, free versus paid software, right? There is, a, there or there are a faction of people out there who believe, you know, paid software is the way to go. You get what you pay for. The free stuff isn't necessarily up to, up to snuff. But then, like you said, some organizations don't necessarily have the resources. So is there a difference? And is there sort of a place that most people should start, do you think? I think the best way to start is to really understand the workflows and tr knowing what you're trying to automate. So again, if it comes to CRM, then you want to know what type of information you need in your CRM, what type of information you want to keep from your clients, phone numbers, how often they register, um, how many contacts that you have with them might be one thing. Email marketing. Well, how many people do you have that you need to email? How many different campaigns are you sending out? Uh, there's really a ton of different tools, but when it comes down to it, you need to know your workflows, understand them. And then that means you can choose the appropriate software for it. I think with like free versus paid too, it's not necessarily cost. It's really return on investment. So if your CRM costs you a hundred dollars a month, let's say, um, but you're saving 10 hours at $10 an hour, it's not free software, but it's not costing you anything because you're getting a return on that. So I think when you evaluate your workflows, like Allison just mentioned, you'll see um, how much time you're saving. And that time has a value too. I think with uh, recreation organizations and nonprofits, people don't put a value on the time that they spend. Most of the time, if you have them break down their workflows and the time that they spend and what they're paying themselves, it's less than minimum wage. So you really need to take a step back, look at how long things are taking you, what resources you're using, and if those resources could be allocated somewhere else, and then make the decision of free versus paid. And I don't necessarily think that paid is always better. It just really depends on how you're going to use it. Um, a lot of these tools um, online have free trials, free versions. I'd 100% recommend trying the free one first. You want to get in there. You want to get your hands dirty. You want to see if it works for you and your workflows. Um, so regardless if you plan on going paid or free, I would always do the free one first. It's like test driving a car. You wouldn't just buy a car without test driving it. Um, also, sometimes it's fun to test drive cars that you can't afford. 
So uh, I think it's nice to try the free one first. Test driving cars you can't afford. We're going back to when I was in college now. Okay. Uh, no, it's, it's, it really is a good point. And listen, not only are there free trials, but there might be a scaled down freemium version of a lot of these softwares too, where you're getting some of the benefits, not all of them. And if those few benefits in the free versions of software cover your organization's needs, then there might not be the need to upgrade at least right away. And then if your organization grows, grows, your staff grows, then the the responsibilities and the task load grows with it, then you might need to consider uh, the paid load in terms of the software. All right, enough about uh, the abstract. Let's get right into the practical here with the different tech tools. I'm just going to let you guys start in whatever direction you would like. What's a, a, a tech stack member, a tool that you think a lot of these businesses should be considering uh, in this day and age? Um, I think communication is super important, whether it's communication with your clients, your staff, um, and my personal favorite tool that we use here is Slack. And I know they have a free version. Yeah, I definitely agree with Ashley there. We shared a, a desk for quite some time and an office sitting right in front of each other. And we would still slack each other throughout the day, even if she was two feet away. Uh, so it was definitely a tool. Like It's great for file sharing and not just communication. You can have groups as well. Um, and as Ashley mentioned, there's different, there's a free version as well as a paid version. Um, so it's a great tool to have. In addition to that, I think um, email marketing, I mentioned it already, uh, but you know, there's tools like MailChimp, uh, Constant Contact. MailChimp actually has a free version of it as well. Um, so definitely something that you should be researching. Yeah, I think um, with Slack, especially we use it so much and a lot of people use it. A lot of different companies use it and they can integrate with each other. So if you have a partner that you work with, you can create um, a channel for them. You can create a channel for your coaches, just owners. Um, anytime I think a tool becomes a verb, you're it's going, it's going well. So we'll say like, I'll slack you this or slack me that file. Um, so Slack, I think would definitely be a good one and definitely MailChimp also. So the marketing team uses it. Um, we have the page version just cause of the volume that we use. Uh, but for most organizations, I think the free version should cover you. You don't need to be an email marketing expert to use it. Uh, it's really drag and drop for your template really easy to edit, gives you all the information that you need, open rate, click rate, so you can adjust even if you're not a marketer. I think, first of all, two great tools. I'm going to leave email marketing and come back to that in a second. I want to stay on Slack for a moment because um, I was just having this discussion with a friend of mine the other day about Slack and they're like, oh, well, you know, Slack, what difference is that versus just emailing somebody, right? And we're talking about somebody in business who I'm a friend, who we are friends, but that other person is, is older than I. So maybe not necessarily as knowledgeable with Slack, but what I really like is besides the individual direct messaging with people, as you said, you have these specific channels and you can divide it for different departments in your company, different events that are coming up and really focus the messaging so that people who don't need to be privy to those messages sort of aren't getting the, the, like the company wide just email staff everything, right? Because those email chains can be uh, kind of super annoying. But MailChimp, um, I feel like people are sort of again, maybe divided on how effective email marketing is. I think it's still a really great personal way to reach your customers from a marketing perspective. And we still see a lot of really interesting and and great leads coming from MailChimp, wouldn't you say? Yeah. And it's not even just marketing to new clients. Like if you can build up a list uh, from people signing up and market to them, great. 
you can't forget marketing to your own clients. So if you've got a new activity program, if you want to promote um, your new registration session, you can go ahead and use MailChimp. You have uh, these people's emails, you have their consent already. They know who you are. Um, so why not market to them? I think uh, people often forget to market to their own clients. If someone bought one activity for one of their children last year, most of the time they have another child that can probably also participate in your activities. So not forgetting uh, to upsell and to sell your current clients. I definitely agree. It's that old saying, uh, never stop dating your significant other or spouse. It's the same with your existing clients versus email marketing. Oh, yeah. Everyone likes that analogy. Okay, great. Um, uh, Allison, uh, hit me with another uh, tech tool. What's another one that you think is valuable for people listening? I think another one, and I guess it really goes maybe hand in hand with um, email marketing would be surveys. Uh, we mentioned it a lot in our webinar. Um, it's great to close that loop and make sure that, uh, as Ashley mentioned, you continue your relationship with the clients that you have. So whether it's mid-registration or after the end uh, of somebody being done their registration uh, time, it's great to send out, uh, it could be anonymous to a survey to make sure that people are happy. People are going to come back. People are satisfied. And it allows you to make any adjustments to make sure that people come back and that they're happy and that you can continue to grow. Yeah. And I think when it comes to surveys too, um, getting someone who's a bit removed from the situation to go through all the answers. Um, I don't know, even me, if we were to send out a survey on marketing and I got answers that were maybe more constructive than positive, um, I think I take it a little bit personally. And you really can't like you need to look at constructive feedback or negative feedback as a way to improve and not an attack on all your effort. Uh, so I'd probably recommend having someone a little bit removed from the situation, compile all the data, compile all the answers, uh, and then look at it from like a solution standpoint. And a great tool for this one would be uh, SurveyMonkey. They also have a free version. So definitely worth looking into. And there are a ton of others out there as well. There's lots of like primate tools. I realized MailChimp. We should do a podcast just on primate tech tools. There you go. Stay tuned next week on the Small Business Tips podcast for a discussion about primate tools. Um, no, uh, surveys are really great. And uh, I think a lot of people, again, small business owners who might not be at the level to necessarily use the paid versions of a lot of the tools we're talking about, the small organizations, they might not be as proactive with collecting feedback and then by association, not as proactive with implementing that feedback. And as you said, good, bad, or indifferent, it's stuff that you can take, turn into actionable items that will help your organization grow long term. If you're looking at it from a removed standpoint and not taking it personally, as, as you said. Yeah. And I think too, if your survey is not anonymous, um, being able to, as once you've cooled down and absorbed the information and taken it as something, uh, to improve upon calling the person and go, Hey, I got your feedback. I appreciate it. Um, I'd love to get more information. Here's what we're going to do it to rectify that. Uh, I think just communicating with your clients and making sure that they know that their feedback, uh, is appreciated and that you're actually going to act on it helps a lot. I think we've got, uh, we, we've got time for a couple more here. Uh, what's another, uh, tech stack member tool online, uh, upgrade that these uh, small businesses, small business owners listening can implement. 
Uh, I think another tool that I like just as much as Slack is Trello, just for organizing all our projects and our campaigns. Yeah, definitely. I think every department here at Amelia has their own Trello board. And then a lot of individual people also have their own Trello board. It's a great way to project manage what you're doing, even to do your to-dos. It's a shared, obviously, tool as well. So within uh, business development, we have, uh, we use it as a tool to keep in touch with everybody to make sure everybody's on the same page. So everybody can see there's some visibility to within our department on who's working on what, what are people doing uh, great tool. Yeah. It's like uh, just to clarify in case, um, but it's just virtual post-it. So you can have, like I use it for my everyday life. I use it for projects at home. I used it for planning vacation. And what's nice is you can create different boards for yourself. So I have my team boards at Amelia. I have my project boards and then I have my vacation planning board. Um, so it allows you to create checklists, move boards around, put deadlines on them. Uh, we use them for marketing campaigns. We use them for um, collateral that we're producing. We use them for events. They're really great. If you're going to competitions or, um, any other activities, it's a nice way to organize everything. You can attach documents to it. So everything is in one place, um, accessible anywhere, accessible to who you want to access it. Uh, Trello is a really great tool. I will echo those sentiments. Sorry for interrupting you there, Allison, but, um, no, I mean, it's, it it really is a, a very flexible, post-it-esque tool. And for people out there who are constantly leaving themselves notes everywhere on their desk, and I am one of those people, and I can't often read my own notes because my handwriting is horrible. Um, Trello is fantastic. And as you said, keeps all your documents in one place and you can even link to other Trello cards. So if you've got, let's say, uh, in my case here at Amelia, uh, as the content guy, I've got content going on here, but I have to liaise with uh, design and product marketing in different departments here, even business development. And everyone's got their own boards and cards, but it's it really is this harmonious environment of organization. That's really what I like. Yeah. And I was just going to add on to Ashley. She just found something super cool about uh, Trello this week that it has a bunch of power ups. So you can actually link your Trello to your Slack. So if you change something in Trello, well, it'll send you an automated Slack message. Uh, You can link it to Salesforce. You can link it to a whole bunch of different things, uh, which makes it even more convenient. I like admittedly have a problem this week with power ups. I've gotten a little crazy with them. Um, but like Allison had mentioned before, like for your systems to be able to integrate with each other is really cool. And when you have a system like Trello, um, that's completely cloud-based online has an open API. It means that you connect it with your other favorite tools to create this like ecosystem for your business. And I think that's what we're talking about in general with a lot of these tools is using them as part of a greater whole. You know, we mentioned ecosystem a lot around here, but you know, the tech stack really is, I mean, I used a food analogy before we went uh, uh, on the air here, which, you know, like a stack of pancakes or something that's building this really solid tower, right? So you're going to use surveys, email marketing, Trello for organization and so on and so forth. Um, Bonus tool that we weren't going to talk about necessarily, but I'm just going to jump in. If anybody is in the Microsoft infrastructure to OneNote as a note taker is an absolute lifesaver. Like I said, I can't read my own notes, so I have to type them all in my phone. Um, we got time for one more. Uh, Allison, what's another tool that we could be putting on the table for everybody listening? I think a funny thing that we didn't think about, but is uh, it's just Google. Like Google, you can do shared documents for Excel, for PowerPoint, for Word. 
Um, and that you can share or you can do it for Excel. So you can share that with your staff, with your parents, anything that you need to collect information on. Again, great communication tool if you're building whatever you might need. Um, I think that's something we use a lot here too. We've recently moved to SharePoint uh, for Microsoft um, and we use it every day. Yeah, I think just like shared documentation and presentations. Google's the easiest because most people have a Google account already. Uh, super user friendly. You can export it when you're done working on it. Um, but especially with small businesses, you have multiple people wearing multiple hats. So these aren't always nine to five jobs where everyone's in the office and you can walk over and ask them an opinion. So having something that's accessible online that everyone can access from everywhere, I think, yeah, is key. Also, you can't go wrong with Google either. No, I agree. Uh, shared documentation and cloud storage. Here's a big lesson for everybody listening, because I was just talking again with the same small business owner. They're not backing up anything to the cloud drives, anything like that. You don't like want to that. mention his name. Uh, I don't want to mention the name, but listen, I love him to bits. He's one of my oldest and dearest friends. But listen, if, if in the year 2018, if you're not backing up your documentation, photos, other information, storing all of your company's info and important documents in a cloud somewhere, you are playing with fire. Hard drives fail all the time. You're going to lose that email that had that key attachment. You're going to lose that something that the picture, the video, the whatever somebody sent you. So please, please, please make sure you're backing your stuff up to the cloud. Boy, that was a lot of fun. Ladies, any last words on on tech tools? Any parting pieces of advice for those listening out there on the internet? Um, yeah, so we shared our favorite tools and I really believe that everyone can use these regardless of the size of the business. Uh, all of them have a free version, um, but I want to come back to what Allison mentioned at the beginning of knowing your workflows, knowing where you're spending the most time, um, if it's worth automating, if it's something that adds genuine value to your business why replace it with a tool just because um, the organization down the street or the business next door is doing it doesn't mean you need to do it. So really taking the time with your parents, um, your clients, your students, your staff to really get them all on board with what do we need to automate? What are we wasting time on? And what could we be doing if we weren't wasting time uh, on something that could be automated with a tool? Yeah. And my parting word would really be uh, to try it out. So Ashley mentioned it earlier, but whether it's a free version or a paid version, try it. Don't, don't just try it yourself. Get your staff to invest in it and try it. Get parents to try it. Um, that's the really the best way that you're going to be able to know whether it works for you. Um, and it's also going to be much simpler to implement. So once you make that decision to move forward with that tool, if your staff has tried it, if your parents have tried it, um, the implementation process will be much, much better. They are Allison Smith, Ashley Wood. You can check out their webinar, which by the way, was for the cheerleading industry, but there's a lot of great information that any small business nonprofit organization out there can use. Head on over to amelia.com. Click on our resources tab. You will find all of the webinars there. Ladies, thank you so much. Thanks so much. Make sure you're subscribing to the program online. And if you're interested in Amelia's online registration management software, what we can do for you or to book a free trial with one of our fantastic Fantastic customer success reps. Once again, Amelia.com. That's A-M-I-L-I-A.com. We'll see you next week.